This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thanks for being here for this episode with Abby Eccles. Abby, <laughs> Pastor Abby to me. Uh, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm doing good. It's just <laughs> nice and cold and weird outside, but it's good. <laughs> it is. I'm so, so glad you're here. I think I asked you a long, long time ago because I was you were definitely someone I had in mind when I first started this podcast. So I'm so honored <laughs> that you are on for this talk today. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, yes. So everyone, Abby Eccles is an associate pastor of First Methodist Sherman, pastor of children's ministry and Mosaic. And Mosaic is a modern worship community of First Methodist Sherman which is what I go to. So Yay! come and join us anytime. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So Abby, can you start off by telling us a little bit about what you do in your community, in your own yeah. words? <laughs> yes, I would love to tell you. So uh, I have been here and part of the church for, gosh, I've been part of the church all my life. Um, I have been here at First Methodist for eight years now. And uh, whenever I first came on, I kind of jumped in helping in different areas. I oversaw everything during the Sunday school hour, I guess, at the church. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then uh, not long after that, I jumped into children's ministry and loved everything about being in ministry with children. Like that, like being in ministry with children and their families is my jam. Um, <laughs> and just how excited they get and how much they love God and how very clear how clearly they see and understand uh, God working in the world around us, right? So, yeah, clear and pure, yeah, right? Absolutely, yes. And then seeing parents' faith um, evolving and moving with that, having this complex understanding of what our faith is, but hearing it from a child, that's just that's beautiful in so many ways. And then a couple of years later, um, Pastor Chris Dowd and I were talking about how to uh, continue on in my internship through seminary. And he was like, what about being the Mosaic campus pastor? And I was like, well, I don't know. Modern worship. <laughs> I kind of like my small chapel church feel. You know? Cause you were raised like, in a, well, in a pretty small town, right? I was. That's How, right. Big? That's small, How big? Oh gosh. Oh, it was Anna before it got big. So, um, <laughs> let's see, I think maybe on a given Sunday, we might've had 80 or 90 people. Maybe, I don't know. It kind of depends on, yeah, on uh, yeah. it was, it was a small chapel church, uh, during the joys and concerns, we would raise our hands and shout out what, you know, who had surgery that week, <laughs> who needs to be for, you know? Um, and so whenever this modern worship uh, community started, I was like, okay, I'll go and just see what it's about. And I kind of fell in love with God all over again. Uh, and whenever Pastor Chris asked me to jump in in leadership, I was like, okay, let's try this. 
So we did, and it became, oh gosh, I, like there are a few different ways in which I felt God continuing to call me to ministry. And it has to do with um, being in community with folks, with leading small groups, and with leading worship. And so whether that's with young children or with all of us together at Mosaic on Sunday mornings, either in person or online now, um, it is a beautiful experience to be a part of the way in which the Holy Spirit's moving here at First Methodist Oh, yes. So <laughs> you, uh, right, your small town background gives me hope because a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the LGBTQ plus community, right? We are, mm-hmm. you know, come from a small town and we're like, I'm from a small town. Like I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I, I love that. Um, you're someone who has that background and, yeah. you know, you have, I would say differing beliefs than a lot of small town <laughs> people or what p- people might assume. Right. Um, so let's, let's jump into this. Um, okay. so you and I got to hang out one day months ago. I don't know how long ago it was. <laughs> And we brainstormed an idea of starting a Facebook group for LGBTQ plus and allies. And I, of course, was a little nervous asking because <laughs> you're a pastor and I wasn't sure <laughs> what you could say and do and, and all that stuff. And I loved that you were totally on board and super pumped and um, yeah. And then, and then we started it and it grew pretty rapidly uh, and it was so exciting. And now we've had a few in-person meetups as well. Yeah. So, and just for anyone listening, right, it's a, such a great place. We have, uh, we have Christians on there. We have atheists on there. We have everyone. <laughs> we have people from yeah. small towns. We have people from Texas, out of state, out of country. Yeah. So it's, it's a great place to come and to ask questions and to learn and grow as an ally or connect and help others that are in similar situations. It's just such a, such a great and wonderful, beautiful community. Um, yeah. Do, do you have any special invite for people out there? Who do you think we would be good for? Yeah. So gosh, this Facebook community is a beautiful expression of just God's goodness and love, I would say. There's, um, there are so many stories of, uh, of acceptance and lack thereof, mm-hmm. of hurt, but of help. And it creates, uh, it creates this way in which we can uh, read those stories hear those stories, live into them and ask ourselves, oh my gosh, like this, uh, may not even ask ourselves, ask ourselves, but look into that and think, oh gosh, this is, this is a space for me. Like this is a safe space, a safe Mm -hmm. community. And um, I can only imagine what kind of help and support that provides for the LGBT community. And as an ally, I know that this has been really, um, faith-forming and eye-opening, I believe, for many allies who are in this group too. It also helps. There's one thing that you said whenever we met a few months ago um, was, I don't know if you're an ally unless you like say that you're an ally, right? Right. right. And I was like, wow. And it's cool because as an ally, I I didn't know that either. But seeing folks jumping into this 
um, community. It's so cool to see like, oh, you are affirming. Okay. We like this, this feels good. This it's, it's a beautiful expression of God's goodness right there. Yes. And the way that we can all like, the way we can all connect and live into one another's story and be there. It feels like a living, breathing body in some ways that we can all be there to help and jump in. Um, I've seen so much support and love being poured out from one another into this group. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it and, is. It's, uh, like you said, the support. So mm-hmm. we've, we have, we've had people sharing their stories and then yeah, it's just so beautiful. Cause I, I know at first when I was pondering it, cause I do have a, a group called safe and out that is just for LGBTQ plus who are mm-hmm. scared and fearful and you know, all the things and just want yeah. a community of, of their peers. And then this group, you know, I was kind of going back and forth, but I feel like because it's the allies, then we're surrounded by, okay, if you're from a small town and you think everyone believes this way, like it's not true. And here's all of these people that are saying it's okay and we've got you and we love you and we're here to support you. So I I love that shift. I love that there's both sides (laughs) in there. And it's it's so safe and drama free. No one's Mm -hmm. hopping in there and and judging other people. It's just fully supportive. And, you know, there's not one person that's in charge. If you connect with Abby, then reach out to her. If you connect with someone that shared their story, that maybe, um, maybe they're trans and you do, you want to reach out to them because that's your story or a parent then reach out to them. And it's, it's just, everyone's able to, to do that. So cool. Yeah. Um, so I have some, I have some tough questions for you, Abby. <laughs> All <laughs> right, you? let's hear it. So I'll start first by a story that someone shared okay. with me. So I don't know if this was when they were in college, but just basically maybe a young adult. And they stopped by a church and it wasn't their own church, right? They were just really struggling and feeling lost. And they stopped by this church and basically came out to this pastor that they didn't know. And of course that can be super scary because I I remember hearing this story for the first time and just going, Oh, it's, that's not going to be good. But instead it was the opposite. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call this necessarily a big town either, but um, they were affirming and they told this person it was going to be okay. And that God loved them. And it just gave this person such a peace and uh, like it meant so much. Mm-hmm. And then they went back home and shared this with their parents <laughs> and the parents were like, oof, um, not, not quite. <laughs> so it was more of a, yes, God made you that way, but you know, just don't act on anything. <laughs> don't mm. actually be who he made you to be. So uh. that makes me think of the whole, and let me make sure I get this right love the sinner, hate the sin that I hear mm-hmm. from a lot of people. So mm-hmm. what can you talk to? Cause I, as, and, and then myself as well, when I, I came out, that was the biggest thing like that mm-hmm. held me back. And for so many people, yeah. either their own religious beliefs and thinking they're going to go to hell Aww. or they, they're okay with it, but they know their family that's what they think. 
So what can you say to the people out there listening today as someone that is a pastor? Yeah. Well, for, for the person that you're speaking of going and finding that pastor and that pastor being affirming good for that pastor. Right. Right. How (laughs) awesome. Like this, this being that affirming and comforting presence and saying, guess what? God loves you no matter what. Anyways. Yes. That is, that is it. Like no matter Mm -hmm. what, whoever you are, wherever you are on your journey, God sees you and loves you and knows you. Like I will uh, come and see me. I'll come and I'll sit there and tell you all day that God yes. loves you. Yes, if you, you need to hear this, <laughs> yeah, reach out to Pastor Abby. because <laughs> I'll tell you. Right, the Holy Spirit is there, and um, gosh, and so I I can't imagine walking in to like cold turkey like that and talking yes. to a pastor not knowing how that conversation is going to go, a pastor being super affirming, you're riding that wave to go talk to your family. And then your family's like, yeah, but no. Right. It's like, it's like a letdown. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Is like a check minus? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, It just, I, that, and that breaks my heart for that person because we as children are, I mean, we as children growing up, there's many of us, not quite all of us so sadly, but many of us learn and understand and feel this unconditional love from our parents. Mm -hmm. And that is reciprocated, right? There's nothing that your children can do that you would ever, that would ever separate them, right? There's nothing that that we as kids or parents could ever do that we um, would not love them for. And there's just... I, I wonder where the disconnect there might be because it seems like maybe there was this unconditional love that was there. No matter what they do, they would never, you know, I could never stop loving them. And I'm not saying that that person's parents ever stopped loving them, but there creates a bit of a distance in mm-hmm. that because yeah. it's like, Hey, you've loved me my whole entire life up until this point, but now there's something here that has created a divide. And you're saying now that, now you're saying that you're looking at me differently because of this something that's fundamentally different in finger quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Fundamentally different <laughs> about you, right? And I can, oh, as an as an ally, I'm trying to put myself in in, in uh, all of our shoes, right? In other mm-hmm. people's shoes. I can't imagine what those parents might have been thinking, like if they were fearful. Maybe if the plans that they had for their child looked a certain way and now that was completely undone in some ways, maybe there was a level of heartbreak and they're like, wait, I need some time to process. Like even saying that would be, would be okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Give give me a little bit to think about this. Yeah, exactly. But to, but to stand back and kind of say, Oh, well, yes, God loves you, but there's something there's something there right i i think that we are shirking maybe this opportunity or this possibility to enter into this wonderful conversation with god and with one another yeah. in order for our faith to continue to form and develop um because whenever we stop hold right there uh, I, uh there's there's so much more that we could be digging into either and scripture with our relationship with God, with our relationship with others so that we can continue on this journey of understanding um, and continue that good work of loving our neighbors as ourselves. I can't, I can't imagine what, how, how that 
was for this person's family. Yeah. And it makes me, it makes me think that, you know, we were, a lot of us were raised a certain way and this is what we learned from church and from our priests and pastors. So it's almost like I would, I would, I'm okay with loving you, but God said, no, God said, you're not quite good enough, which is a phrase I hear from a lot of coaching clients, right? And people like, Mm. I don't feel good enough, whether it's LGBT or something else, but And that's what it, that's what it kind of sounds yeah. like and feels like to me. Like I, I would be cool with you, but God, God uh, said no. Listen, which is why, right? So many people have turned yeah. away from religion and from God. And and here's how yeah. it's been said before. And I I need mm-hmm. to figure it out so I can give this person okay. credit. But they said, you know, instead of you having to choose yourself or mm-hmm. God, it's you're choosing yourself and God and you're leaving that church or that specific religion behind, Mm. but you could take God with you. God's actually all about like, let's get out of here. (laughs) This this one's not right for you. Let's go find something better. Yeah. And I love, I love thinking of it that way because yeah, I I remember Mm -hmm. feeling that exact same way and, and praying and feeling so lost. And it was like, you know, if this isn't right, strike me mm-hmm. down and, and like, yeah. give me a sign, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, you know, getting depressed or being mm-hmm. suicidal, I felt a huge peace and yeah. I felt wonderful and I was able to move forward, but I know so many people can't mm-hmm. because they're just so scared of yeah, what I their can... family thinks and, and just of going to hell. So this is, um, this is a thing that I've, uh, I jokingly talk about this, but uh, it feels whenever we talk about this going to hell or going to heaven, I, I, I jokingly make this remark about club heaven. <laughs> um, and that, that there's this idea that heaven is this magnificent club that we go to whenever we die. And whenever you uh, make certain decisions in your life, whatnot, there's a bouncer at the door who's like, oh, look at that. Here's your rap sheet of all the stuff that you mm. did or didn't do. And, you know, sorry, you can't get into club heaven because of whatever reason. And we as human beings are so quick to judge in many cases. Mm-hmm. And we're so, we so quickly tell others what we think that God expects of us or not expects of us based on um, maybe very particular moments of scripture, um, maybe very particular ideas or worldviews. And, all I have to say is thank God it is not up to humans to say who is in or out of club heaven. Right? We would all, no one would go. (laughs) Listen, I'm telling you, there would be, God would be in God's corner all alone and be like, well, what happened here? (laughs) That's Um, such a good point. Yes. We are hard on each other. And in very many cases and, and not quite in all cases, because there's, I mean, there's so much love and community across humanity and that, that I believe is where God is. And I mean, God is everywhere at all times, but I, I do believe that um, uh, God, the creator of all things seen and unseen, God who made all things from the beginning of time, who in Jesus entered into this creation to show all of us the measure of God's love and then still chooses to stay with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Like this is a God who sees and knows and loves us. And there isn't I genuinely believe there is nothing 
that we could ever do. There's no powers or principalities. There's no, you know, uh, rulers, demons, angels. There's nothing that can separate us from this love of God, from the love that God has in us through Jesus Christ. This is from Romans chapter eight. Um, I get really excited about that particular text because there's nothing I believe that can separate us from the love of God. And that kind of shows our humanity, like our, our fallen or broken humanity is that God can love us and see us um, in and through the imperfections that we have, whatever the case may be. And we humans, we struggle with that. We struggle with that, right? And so what happens, Pastor Denise said this a few weeks ago so well. She said, what happens is we do a really great job sarcastically. We do a great job at making God in our image and putting Mm -hmm. God in a box, and mm-hmm. after a while, God becomes to uh, start thinking like us and looking like us and sounding like us, right? And what we do is we put God in this box. And what the, in actuality, God has blown open that box. There's no possible way that God could open <laughs> that box. Right? right. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, I get what, what I would say here is that God, God sees and knows and loves you. And there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And yes, if there is a church that is not affirming or that is really pushy or love the sinner, hate the sin, or is, I've even heard stories where churches say, I'm sorry, you're not accepted here. Mm. That is mind blowing to me. Listen, there are churches out there who are speaking this message of you are loved and affirmed and, um, you belong here. This is not a situation of here's us, there's you. It is, are you kidding? Come into the family, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, because this is what the fullest expression of uh, the body of Christ looks like. Yes. You said that so well. Oh, <laughs> I just had my own personal worship service. <laughs> that was wonderful. Oh, um, so, um, do you have any advice for the LGBTQ plus community that's fearful of coming out of the closet because of this? Ah, um, that are fearful. So here's here's what I would tell you, uh, and I've said this a few times, but wherever you are on your journey, God sees you and knows you and loves you. Like there's no there's Psalm uh, one thirty nine that God has seen you and known you since before you were ever born, that there is not a single place that you could go or ever be or run away from God. Even if you actively run away from God, there's no space or place that God is ever far away from you. Right. Um, So even if you don't feel loved or affirmed or, um, or if you feel like there's something missing about you know that God fills the cracks of our souls and that God is, is loving you and seeing you on that personal spiritual level. Now, outside of that, right? Um, what I would say is there are pastors, there are churches who are affirming. And that's not just because we want to be your friends. That's not just because <laughs> we want to like uh, ride this wave of like, yes, affirmation, right? That is, there are pastors and people and churches out there who are like, who are living out the goodness of God, because this is what the body of Christ does. This is that so many times and throughout our history, the church has been a source of harm. There has been theology that hurts and harms. And like you, you've said a few times, there is theology out there that even kills in some regards. 
And um, what I would say is there are people out there who are loving and affirming. And whether you are in the closet, out of the closet, if you are working toward coming out of the closet, or if you're just not there yet, there are people, there are pastors whom you can lean into and lean on um, so that you can feel God's loving presence for you and you can start believing in that yourself. And this is, this is the beautiful thing about this day and age is that if, even if you're in a small town, even if you're across the world in another country, yeah. you can reach out to, yeah. you can join our LGBT and allies group. You can yeah. reach out to pastors that are in other cities that are affirming if you're in an area where there's none. So mm -hmm. that's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, we are in, gosh, like the most connectional age that we have ever been in. And no matter, no matter where you are physically, no matter where you are across the country or across the globe, you know, you can reach out, especially here in this LGBT and allies group that we started, which is, gosh, it's this beautiful community. I never thought that it would grow to be the size that it is <laughs> and that there would be people from across the world who are, who are in this group and finding such deep connection with one another. And even, I would argue, even re-experiencing God's love for themselves. Yes. Um, in this space and golly um and even to see the allies who are coming forward to say to share those stories of hurt and say listen I struggled with my child for a while and now now we're starting to re um to rekindle that relationship right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's it's it is beautiful to see the way in which the Holy Spirit continues to work in our lives so that we can connect to God but also reconnect to one another yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Okay. So this one might be a little harder. Let's see. Okay. All <laughs> Any right. advice and, and some of it will might be repetitive because you've okay, already shared yeah. so much good yeah. stuff, but <laughs> any advice for families struggling with their LGBT friends and family due to religious beliefs? So they're like, mm, yeah. yeah, like we said earlier, I, I would yeah. like to, but the Bible yeah. clearly says right here, yeah. <laughs> right. Those clobber right. passages. Yeah. What would you say to those people that are struggling and they're like, oh, yeah. like I know this is tearing our family apart, mm -hmm. but I don't want them to go to hell. So I have to tell them oh. that they're going to go to hell. <laughs> what do you say to Ooh. those people that are needing Goodness. to hear from a yeah. pastor like you? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked this. I think what I would tell what I would tell those families is let's go back to the beginning. Let's go mm -hmm. back to the beginning. Okay. You have that baby child in your arms, right? Or uh, depending on, you know, whatever kind of family situation this is, you are seeing that person at a young age, right? And there is, I mean, I remember looking at my children. I remember looking at my nephews and thinking there's nothing that you can ever do that wouldn't make me love you like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if, it, if that might be worth stepping into that moment and saying, this child who is now grown up or is now a teenager or now older, later in life, however, I wonder if it would be worth stepping into to say, you know what, I have loved this child I have loved this person since they were born, since before they were born. And I remember being in that space and telling myself there's nothing they could ever do. 
that would, I would be disappointed or mad or not love them. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference now? Right. I also, I also might lovingly challenge those families to say, okay, all right. So there are places in scripture where this is dealt with pretty harshly, right? This, this, um, this issue at hand of human sexuality. But what if we chew on that scripture? What if we dig into it further? What if we do not take it at face value? Mm -hmm. What if we look into that? What if we read further? What if we, gosh, what if we listen to podcasts? The one that you did with William Sell a few weeks ago was amazing. (laughs) There are other books and ways that we can, we can educate ourselves. Here's what I would say. The, the tension that is there. I think that that could be tilled earth for the Holy Spirit to come jump in and give us the ability to say, you know what, if this is happening in my life, if I'm struggling with my faith and with my child or with my family member who is of the LGBT community, maybe there is a, maybe this is tilled earth. Maybe there are seeds that are going to be planted and maybe there's something that I, with the power of the Holy Spirit can, can, can dig into and relearn in order to solidify my faith and to love my child in and through this or to love my family member in and through this and not just be like a halfway supporter, like love you, but don't agree with what you're doing. Right. Right. Maybe this can be an opportunity to, um, uh, to, Uh Oh, I think you froze furthering a relationship. Oh, it froze up just a little bit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um yeah. Yeah, what a beautiful just an absolutely beautiful way to put that. I love the whole tilled earth thing. Um and just yeah, digging in because I feel like we're trying to overcomplicate it and to take on all of this studying. Are you there? Yes. <laughs> okay, you were frozen. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. okay. Um I, I feel like it can, we're making it way too complicated, yeah. right? We, we can make this simpler yeah. and just love, love, love the people yeah. that are oh, crossing please. our paths and right. We all have our own journey, but we don't, we don't need to complicate it. We don't need to pretend that we have all the answers or know exactly right. everything right. and and how to decipher the whole Bible, right? There's some people mm-hmm. people that have gone in and studied and done yeah. all the translating. Um, and I'm not one yeah. of them, <laughs> but I know That's how okay. to, yeah. to find the people who, who have. Yeah. Um, so like, like, like the person I mentioned before, mm-hmm. don't, don't just have one source, right? Yeah. Out, find, yeah. find some other people because sometimes we, we get, we can get stuck in the rut or we can just be repeating stuff that we've heard before as well, instead of learning more. Right. And I can imagine that maybe for some, uh, maybe for some families of the LGBT community who are struggling with coming out or who have come out and families are not affirming, I can imagine that that lack of affirmation may come from fear Um, because it's not um, it's not, it's not one person's life. It's a, it's a few people it, 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 like there, there are, there are people who are struggling in many different ways I can imagine. In that. And wherever you are in that story, God, 
God, God sees you, knows you, and loves you. God is right there with you and is walking with you through this. This is not a test of faith. <laughs> this is not. This is not God trying to see if you are faithful or not. Right. This is God who. Uh, this is God who walks with us, who knows our hurt and our struggle wherever we are on our journey, and loves us through all of that, and just hopes that we lean into God and not push away from God and and um, as we exercise our own will, right? Like you were saying, leaning into God's love and just sharing that. Yes. yes. So powerful. You're so good, Pastor Abby. <laughs> I'm so, well, you're I'm, amazing. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I get to um, uh, be in your area, in your community and your sphere of influence and get to share you with, with everybody than, than well, I can think of. So I'm thankful to know you. And I think you are a bright and shining light in this community. <laughs> and in this, well, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, the work that, the work that you're doing to let those in the LGBT community know that they are loved and supported and affirmed. This is, this is good and faithful work. So I, I'm, I'm thankful to be doing this with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this one's for, you know, who Shannon, what are yeah. you watching? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Let's see. Um, I have been rewatching new girl. Yeah. So new girl, it is hilarious. Um, yeah. If you get a chance to watch it, it's, it's one of the funniest shows, the, the comedy, there are plenty of times where I have to pause and laugh and rewind and watch it again because I've missed <laughs> the next, you know, it's too good to uh, stop. Um, I've also, I don't know what it is about this season. I feel like I do this every year about this time. I've watched World War II documentaries. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and World War II movies. Uh, gosh, let's see. Um, uh, on Netflix, they have World War II in color, which really kind of digs into all mm. of the areas of uh, World War II. Now, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that one. I just recently watched a movie called The Exception on Netflix, which is really good. It has Lily James in there. Um, and Jai Courtney, I think is his name. Anyway, it's a pretty good movie too. Um, there are, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about the World War II years, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, I always enjoyed reading and studying about that in school. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like, yeah. War story. There, my husband, he has two granddads who served in the war. Yes. And uh, there are some pictures here and there of them serving. And I've often watched some of these documentaries wondering, like, maybe I can find, you know, Pops and Grandpa. <laughs> That's so cool. That's a cool so, way to yeah. think about it. Be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any, okay. um, any Halloween favorite movies? Oh, my any goodness. Any the, the girls oh. are... <laughs> Yeah. So I grew up watching Hocus Pocus. Yes. And yes. Um, I, I, I think Ellie Mae watched that. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. And so I think my five-year-old, I think we watched it last year, but I can't quite, re- I, she might've watched it with my sister. Um, but we love the movie Coraline at our house. That's one of our most Ooh, favorite movies. That's an interesting Coraline. one. I remember saying that yeah. the first time I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Just for yes, myself. I, know. I don't it, know. Yeah. It made me kind of oh. nervous too. But my little girl, I mean, she was two, two and a half and was like, what? Love <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she enjoys that. So, yeah. All right. Well, those are some great, great 
shows for people to watch out for. And then yeah. uh, by the time this airs, it'll be later this week, but tonight is what's going on at Mosaic. Can you share a little yeah. bit? Because then it'll be available to watch afterwards, right? Yes, be a link. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So one of our associate pastors, Aaron Logan, he has started this community conversations experience uh, that we have here at the church. I think we're going to do like a couple each semester, I think nice. maybe like yeah. fall and spring. Um, we did this last month on race and faith. And tonight our, com- our community conversation is about faith and human sexuality. And he has a wonderful panel of people. Um, I know you're on there. Uh, one of my friends, <laughs> Reverend Heather Goddess Moore is on yes. there. And she is also a bright and shining light. Golly. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great conversation where we are going to. One, one thing that I love about the United Methodist Church is we do not shy away from talking about hard stuff. Right. Yes. I'm so impressed. And uh, this idea of coming together for this community conversation, it is an open conversation Um, and you can come in person or you can watch it later as we're talking about online. It'll be on our church website, firstmethodistsherman.org, or you can, I'm sure, find it on our Facebook page afterwards. Um, We're going to be talking about some of the hard stuff that's there. We're going to be talking about affirming faith um, and affirming our LGBT and ally communities. And uh, I am so excited to see and hear how that is going to go because the one on faith and race was amazing. And this year, or this year, this month, I'm excited to uh, hear and be a part of that conversation. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Both conversations <laughs> that need to be had. So I'm so Absolutely. excited and I can't wait to share that link as well on in, in yes. the group. So uh Pastor Abby, uh, you said so many amazing things today. If someone cannot find a, a church or a pastor anywhere near them and would like to connect to you or watch, you know, a live service, how can they find you? Yes. Okay. So you can, uh, you can send me an email. It's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, like the church, <laughs> at First Methodist sherman.org um so you can holler at me that way of course you can reach out to me on facebook and or join our lgbt and allies group um i as the pastor at mosaic we would love 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 to have you at worship at 9 30 on sunday mornings either in person or on facebook facebook that's our first methodist sherman facebook page or mosaic sherman page they're aired on both pages really each Sunday. So yeah, you can reach out to me that way. I'd love to get to know you. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you so, so, so much. So I usually share a quote to end the episode. Um, But again, thanks. Thank you so much, Abby. Well, thank you. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) All right. Here is the quote. Gender preference does not define you. Your spirit defines you. By author PC Cast. Thank you once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. 
Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.